Hey everyone, welcome back to Agency Hacker. I'm Destine, your co-host of this show. Today we will be taking our show international with the special guest Rick Lambert in Canada. Rick also calls himself a smarketing guy because he has two businesses that help companies grow revenue and he's also an award-winning sales performance coach and the founder of Sell to Win Coaching and also Into Communications. Today's going to be a good day, y'all. How are you, Rick? Hey, good job on that intro there, Justine. Very good. Smarketing with a K and not a T, just in case people think I'm over the edge there. Confident, yeah. <laughs> oh, very good. Hey, thanks for having me on. I've, I've looked at your work and uh, you know, you've had some awesome guests on that swim in the same pool I do in digital marketing and lots of great things happening in the industry. So uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, of course. I'm very excited as well. Let's get started. What does your agency do and how did you start it? Okay, so to keep it simple, what we do is we basically help uh, business-to-business organizations, those that sell a business product or service, we help them basically identify their ideal customer and then communicate their story, their value proposition, you know, their compelling reason to do business with them to uh, basically, you know, increase awareness of what they do, uh, boost consideration rates, and then ultimately uh, drive sales leads. That's what we do. Amazing. What was the reason behind starting it? So I was a sales guy and uh, went to University of New Hampshire, by the way. So I have a lot of friends in the U.S. So uh, I know you're based out of Florida. I love Florida. Um, so but, you know, most of our customers are American, by the way. So as I talk here, I, I, I'm, I'm speaking mostly American business. So the question was, like, how did we get started? So I was a sales guy and... Uh, then I was a sales leader, uh, vice president of sales, and I used to hire marketing agencies all the time to come in and, you know, bolt on their marketing offering, whether it be radio or billboards or, you know, even pre-digital, and then the evolution into websites. And, you know, I, I just found that um, often there is a disconnect between the way a marketing uh, mind would think and a sales person might ideally think. And you know, if you've worked in organizations uh, that have a internal or even external marketing agency, a lot of times the salespeople complain the marketing's not right or the marketing people claim the salespeople don't get it. So as a sales guy, I, I founded a sales coaching business uh, 23 years ago, and we used to do a lot of multimedia and guys would say to me or ladies would say, hey, you know, we like what you're doing with multimedia. Could you build us a website? So I was like, oh, OK, yeah, we could build a website. So and then we had this thing, Justine, come to Canada uh, a while ago. I don't know if you guys have it in Florida called the Internet. Do you have that down there? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so the Internet basically changed the way I believe, you know, people and businesses sell and buy things. And so long and short, I'm running a sales coaching business. We had the capability in-house of creating multimedia, whatnot. We built our own website. So that's how I kind of got into that business. And so you know, what we might argue is our kind of niche is, is, is looking through both lenses of sales and marketing and bringing those together for a company to do what we call smarketing. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. I'm, I'm hearing that you're saying that there's a marketing and sales disconnect. You know, when did you realize at that point that there was a disconnect in the beginning of your journey? Yeah. So when I was, uh, you know, I'm 21 years old, I finished playing, uh, you know, minor pro hockey and I started a sales job selling copiers uh, door to door in businesses. 
And, you know, you didn't understand really what marketing was then, but as you mature as a business person, you understand, you know, the importance of marketing, finance, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I just always thought that the marketing was not aligned with what the salespeople were communicating to the customer. Mm. And so basically, you know, I try to bring a sales mindset to the marketing that we do with, with certainly, you know, the appropriate, uh, knowledge, insight, technology, stack, et cetera, that a marketer would do. But, you know, I, I think, um, you know, your listeners today, I think your audience is mostly, are they digital agencies? Is that correct? Yes. So I think, you know, not, not to, um, I think a lot of agencies, there's a lot of very, very good ones. And I, I see so many that I respect. I think those that understand that the, the, the goalposts are really driving revenue uh, at the end of the day. Like I always tell our team, like people don't buy marketing, they buy what marketing does. And that somewhere somehow has to show up in a measurable component um, because really the customer today could either buy a sales rep, if I can call it that, or they could spend more on marketing and they're kind of making those decisions on opportunity costs. Mm. That's a good point. You said they buy what marketing does. You know, it's it's almost like it's results focused, I would say, right? Can you expand more on the mindset that you brought to marketing, the sales mindset that you brought to marketing? Sure. So so um, I would bring, uh, you know, I, I'm coming into it like a customer, uh, someone that, that bought marketing services, you know, as a VP of sales and marketing with a company. We were a, a, a large uh, technology reseller. And uh, so I sat, we'll call it in the customer seat, and I could see that uh, depending upon the agency, of course, some agencies really didn't understand what we did. And so the learning curve and the corrections in terms of, no, that's not the jargon we use, or um, it just it just didn't fit. And I think if you're running an agency right now, you understand what I mean. Like you kind of got to be really sensitive, I think, to the types of customers you pick when you're young and you're growing, you know, anything will do. It's almost like you're really, really, when you're really, really hungry, like you'll eat anything. But if you actually had Yes. A little bit of selection, you know, you, you're not as hungry, you might pick a better thing to eat. Mm. And so uh, I just thought as a customer that there's an opportunity for someone like to kind of come into our industry. And then secondly, um, you know, as a marketing agency, I just see a lot of them. And I think there's a lot of great ones, uh, but those that haven't made kind of the pivot to the digital world, and I know I'm generalizing, but there are some, I think, that are still running with principles that may be um, not as prevalent in today's post pandemic, you know, mm -hmm. digital hyper competitive, you know, uh, AI, you know, automation, all that kind of stuff world. And I think you need to be on top of the right horse in terms of the technologies, never mind just the, you know, the mindset or the message. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. I hear that often from agency owners, just being a little bit more broad in the beginning with, you know, ready to eat for anything because they're hungry and then just kind of specializing as time goes. You know, can you expand more on just the pivot into the digital world? Because we know technology is rapidly evolving. So just for our listeners who are curious what you mean by that. Yeah. So, so, um, you know, traditional marketing obviously was, you know, uh, you know, flyers or feature sheets or posters or, um, you know, I think, you know, I come from the tech sector. And so I understand a little bit about how technology moves business forward. And I think, 
you know, digital marketing is uh, like I work with a local college. We're really proud and I coach the digital marketing graduates every year on kind of what the real world's like from a practitioner. So I think it's a little mysterious to some, uh, maybe probably not your listeners as to what digital marketing is, but I think, you know, the more we can look at it from the customer's perspective, I think the better off we're going to be as an agency. For example, you know, if you think about what digital marketing is today, it's, you know, we could do a six hour uh, podcast and keep going on what it is. But I think in short, it's selecting the right mediums, uh, the right uh, messages, of course, uh, you know, identifying the right customer and then meeting that customer where your audience would know at the right time with the right message, et cetera. Um, but things like, uh, you know, video, for example, very, very important in the mix, we believe today. Uh, you know, I, I've personally coached, you know, we'll push 3,000 salespeople this year that I've coached uh, to get up and going on LinkedIn, which I believe is the birthplace of someone's personal brand. So, for example, when you ask what digital marketing is, so for me, I believe that the company has to do marketing, but what we're trying to do is basically mobilize the people within the company because those of you that are familiar, for example, with LinkedIn, and that's the predominant B2B platform and social. If you look at most of the, the individuals in the company, they, many of them are inactive in terms of carrying the brand message. Uh, the company's basically doing it all. And yet, you know, those people that are customer facing aren't kind of bought in or engaged in being an extension of the mothership. Mm. So, sorry, long answer to your question, Bill, but I think digital marketing depends on the customer, but in the B2B space, I think it's the technology, but, but, but largely the engagement of the people within the marketing initiative. Mm. Thank you for that thorough answer. I love the point that you mentioned that technology moves business forward and especially as it's changing every day, it can look different. It can look different for everyone, right? You know, who are your clients and is it your clients in your coaching and then also your agency and is it through social media, referrals, ads? What's your process? So believe it or not, like we, we, we've never had a salesperson. So touch wood, we, we've been very fortunate. Uh, our customers are actually our best salespeople. And, and uh, you know, I learned as a salesperson uh, the right way and sometimes the wrong way that, you know, when you when you do the right thing for somebody that, that it tends to have some, you know, good things come back to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that, um, you know, in, in terms of our customer base, we work in a B2B sector, so I'm not working in a B2C. I'm not, you know, we don't work with a pizza place that's trying to drive B2C apps and all that stuff. We're a business to business. So our customer base would be, um, you know, organizations that are probably anywhere from, you know, 20 people to 500 people. Uh, maybe they have a in-house marketing person or team and they're looking to augment. Uh, a lot of times, you know, I'll actor someone on my team i have a very very talented team and tenure team uh, will act as we call a vc a vcmo which is a virtual chief marketing officer because a lot of times business mid-sized businesses that that you know uh, are looking to do i do it in-house or do i do outhouse uh mm-hmm. they don't know what to do and what's best and i think you know, when they go to an agency like your your group, at least they're getting an outside perspective, whether it's validation or whatever. And if that agency understands their industry, then that agency can bring best practices. So 
in short, our customers are business to business organizations and uh, largely in the technology sector, which actually helps us understand, again, how technology is implemented within business. Mm. Thank you for that answer. You know, you mentioned that you have a talented team. Would you say that your team has really helped you get to where you are right now? How many years has it been since creating your agency and also your coaching, providing your coaching services? So, so uh, opened uh, selltowin.com, which is my sales uh, training business, about uh, 24 years ago. And uh, so we're, you know, this is when this thing called the internet came along. And so about 15 years ago, we started to dive into technologies like HubSpot and different um, uh, tools and and building websites, then email and social and the whole stack. Um, So we've been doing that 15 years. Our team's grown. Initially, I was outsourcing uh, talent a little bit in terms of writing or in terms of, uh, uh, you know, graphical stuff when we needed it. But our team now, uh, you know, we're 15 people, just so you know, in addition to me. And uh, in terms of tenure, you know, we got our Gen Zs in the lineup that I think bring a really fresh perspective. We got millennials. Uh, we got one guy that's uh, in his 70s, a former, you know, uh, CIO. So he, you know, we have a wide range. And I think, you know, any, any agency is only as strong as their weakest link. I come from a hockey background. And if you've got a bad goalie or a bad defenseman, it really shows up quickly and I'm just really proud of the people we have. And I think for any agency, you know, I think the people trump technology every time, if you've got mm-hmm. the right people in the right seats and um, you know, as an agency, you know, your listeners can certainly appreciate, you know, the impact of a bad hire. And again, back to sometimes we're hungry, we'll eat whatever's in front of us. And sometimes yeah. we need a person we'll take whatever's in front of us. And it's really difficult. There's no silver bullet, I think, but, your people really, your people will determine your success or your failure, I believe. Yeah, that's a great point. I love that you said people, you know, Trump technology, that's huge businesses, people, right? You know, at what point did you determine that you needed a team during your journey? So we had an existing team that were supporting me as a speaker. So we would, you know, I was using multimedia very early. Uh, so we had some of that infrastructure. Uh, but when I realized, like, when we get into the marketing side, it's a different skill set. Um, so we needed more graphic design. We need web design, development, uh, coding. We needed uh, writers. Uh, you know, and a writer is a, a very unique skill these days that, you know, I, I believe that, you know, they talk about the attention span, right? Of a uh, today's millennial is whatever nine, sec- uh, eight seconds. A goldfish is nine seconds. You know, these. I think keeping it short, stupid, is the new kind of model we run with. Um, I'm just. I don't know your age, but you know, people. I'm assuming in your bracket, you know, you guys like it quick, and you know, you're not going to read a full page document like yesterday's marketer might have created, right? Yeah, that's funny. I am actually opposite. I would say that, you know, the content that I put out, I'm also, I'm actually a writer. And I would say that I feel like two years ago was a little bit different. Like, I mean, it's always changing, right? Like people were more receptive towards it. And then now it's almost like, okay, I have to point more of a direction towards click the caption, you know, turn, tune into my newsletter if you want the read. Because the people are always out there. But nowadays, you mean everyone loves video, short, simple, quick, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, and, and we're beyond clickbait kind of concepts here. But, 
Mm-hmm. I, I don't mean to discredit like a, a well-written, uh, you know, piece of content. It's just, we're finding that the appetite, we got to serve it up quicker. I mean, as a writer, you're familiar with the upside down pyramid, right? More people will read or consume more at the beginning than, you know, further mm-hmm. down. So uh, yes. that, that's a learned skill, by the way. And I think olden days we, as a marketer, we might've been paid by the pound. And I think now it's more paid by, you know, performance type of thing. So. Just yeah. To, yeah that's a good point. What would you say right now you are currently most proud of right now during your journey? As an uh, most proud of, um, you know, I think COVID, uh, did a couple of things to the digital agency world. I think it either slaughtered you in terms of, you know, we're only as strong as an agency as our customers, right? I think most businesses are that way. And so it could be argued, Hey, people woke up and realized they needed more digital marketing because people couldn't be face to face. at the same time, you know, if your customer base was, uh, hurt by COVID, like so many, unfortunately were, you know, that impacted your agency. And, um, so I think, you know, one of the things that I'm most proud of, to be honest, is, is the way our people and our customers, um, you know, managed and reacted and pivoted. And, you know, I mentioned earlier, like the LinkedIn concept, this is an example. So I have a on-demand, uh, 30-day LinkedIn bootcamp, for example. Okay. So, uh, a company would come to us because I, I believe, as I said earlier, that the people need to become marketing microsites of the parent site. This is my philosophy as a, as a marketer. Okay, and most marketing agencies, with all due respect, with the ones I see, it's all about the corporate stuff. But we know that the data suggests that the reach of a human is eight to whatever times more than the reach of a company in most cases. I'm talking on social here, right? People tend to follow people, not so much companies. Yes. So, um, you know, we, when COVID hit, you know, our customers, we really immediately got them up on their water skis on LinkedIn. So we were trying new platforms and pivoting. So I guess I'm really proud of our team, you know, pivoting a little bit to create some new services that were relevant to the, you know, no touch, uh, you know, virtual world. And, um, so podcasting, you know, has exploded for us, virtual events. We've had celebrities, professional athletes, uh, you name it, doing like virtual events. So I think I'm really proud of the the creativity and really competency to pull off, uh, you know, what our team has. That's amazing. Back to our people. Sorry, we have really, I'm really proud of our people, to be honest. That's amazing. I love that answer. You know, you mentioned LinkedIn more than once. Can you expand more on why LinkedIn compared to Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all the things? Yeah. So this is a common question I get. So again, so We'll push uh, 3,000 people through my boot camp, okay, by the end of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do live sessions where I go into companies. And I, I, I think a lot of people, if I talk to young people, uh, they think, you know, Snapchat, Instagram, <laughs> you know, there are, you guys are on those channels. And I'm including you in that, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then you go up the scale to the 50-year-old or 60-year-old business leader, which is the profile man or woman. And they're a little, you know, unsure about social media. Is this a waste of time? So, you know, I, I, I always feel I have to, or our company has to try something and do something before we recommend it to a customer. So, so LinkedIn, so as a sales coach in 2017 on new year's, I had a uh, Canadian lubricator in my hand. Okay. Which is a cold drink. And I made my new year's commitment. I was going to get on LinkedIn 2017 going into 2018. 
And so my personal experience with LinkedIn is that I don't, I don't know how today's uh, business to business uh, professional cannot consider that as part of their uh, new Rolodex, we'll call it. Um, in the, in why LinkedIn, I'll give you an example that a lot of senior people kind of understand. So our strategy is we need to kind of brand all your people on LinkedIn. For example, if I if I looked at a lot of companies, reps or employees, LinkedIn profiles, you know, you've got mountains behind you. I got a bike. Uh, he's got the default thing. You know, I'm bragging. I'm the best sales rep. I'm the best negotiator. Like it's everything a customer doesn't want to see. Yeah. And, and just to, just to you know, add to that, like I believe that LinkedIn is the the ultimate watering hole where the business to business leaders are hanging out. So mm. I'm not dissing Twitter and I'm not dissing <laughs> those are very popular. I'm yeah. just saying if you look at all the data, if there was a business channel on the radio, it's LinkedIn. It's undisputed, right? So yeah. if we can get people looking right, uh, meaning you know their digital profile, because I would argue that your LinkedIn profile is your new business card, okay? And yeah. In the last 30 days, you know, I've I've had three uh, speaking events, probably over 400 people. And I, when I asked them the question, do you think more people have looked at your LinkedIn profile or your business card in the last 30, 60, 90 days? What would you say? So, so anyway, this is it. So where the tenured guy or lady gets it, our second phase with LinkedIn is basically to teach people how to expand their network. Okay, so what's your profile of customer? No different than a marketing right uh, concept. And how to connect with those people. And the mistake I think a lot of people make on LinkedIn is they think it's like a prospecting email. It's a different vibe there. It's more like <laughs> a chamber of commerce meeting where you're less aggressive, we'll call it. And um, so the concept I explain is like, let's say you're doing business. Uh, let's say with you, Justin. Okay, so you're one of my customers. I've done a good job with you. We've got a good relationship. You like buying from me. Uh, I like you know working with you. And for whatever reason, you get furloughed or you quit and go to company B, okay? Mm-hmm. In most cases, you wouldn't contact me and say, hey, Rick, I'm now over at company B. Come on over and sell to me over here. You, you, you wouldn't do that. But if we were connected on LinkedIn, I'll get an alert that says, hey, Justin just went over here to account B. Now I can say, hey, Justin, congrats on your new job. How are you doing over there for our product or service? So that example. What's that? Justine, sorry. Justine. So, Justine. So in the real world, I would have your name pronounced properly, right? But uh, so so you get the concept, though. And, and, and so uh, this is why, you know, in our quill of arrows, like LinkedIn is a no brainer. And I think a lot of agencies, they're not looking beyond the, the kind of the company channels. Um, and, uh, you know, when you get down to it, really, what does the customer want from marketing, you know, results, but preceding that, I think they want more conversations, right? More, mm. more engagement with the customer, somehow, some way, a two-way bilateral thing. Yeah. Thank you for, you know, really helping me understand that. I think those are great examples, you know, and I also agree that customers do want it just more personalized, I would say, right? You know, on the flip side of this, or just a transition, what is your biggest rock to move on your journey to seven figures currently right now? So the biggest rock to move moving forward or, or looking back? Well, we, we, um, we can do both, looking back and then and then moving forward. So I think, uh, you know, the biggest rock when we were getting going mm-hmm. is to, to, to understand the importance of a, a monthly recurring revenue model. 
And so mm. where we were kind of fortunate that, you know, my sales training or coaching business was basically funding the digital marketing agency at the beginning. Mm. I was more open to taking transactional, we'll call it opportunities in the digital marketing, meaning, hey, this guy or lady wants this, we'll build that, we'll build for that. But, you know, what I think the agency leaders or, or folks on on your, you know, your audience now understand is the importance of setting up some kind of recurring predictable monthly income coming in from a service that you provide every month. And so that MRR monthly recurring revenue was a rock for me that I had to figure out both in my, my, my training business, but also my, uh, my digital marketing agency. So the shift from transactional to recurring that way you can predict your revenues, of course, and you can, you know, do things you want to do with your business. Yeah. I think going forward, like the rocks always the same, right? It's, it's always finding the best people because I think, you know, uh, just, you know, I work with uh, peer groups that, that are in agencies and things like that. And consistently what comes up is, you know, finding good people. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, when I work with the students at college, I, I try to coach them on, you know, how to get their first job, how to brand themselves, how to position themselves. And I think there's a big difference between having a great uh, a person on your team and having an average person on your team and having a weak person on your team. And so the, the, the rocks going forward is always, okay, how are we recruiting? How are we, yeah. uh, kind of, uh, you know, driving retention? How are mm -hmm. we kind of providing like a growth path for people? And it's not easy. I know we talk about it, but yeah. to do it and talk about it is two different things. Yeah. Thank you for answering that question. You know, what was the, what would you say is the biggest thing that you've learned just from the past and your experience from the beginning of those many years of experience that you've had? What was the biggest thing that you've had to learn to just get to a consistent basis within your agency? So the biggest thing I think that personally I had to learn, uh, and you know, I'd like to think I'm open-minded. I, uh, I'm curious. I'm, a student of digital marketing, like, you know, I think those are kind of fundamentals, but is the whole injection of automation and AI that's come to marketing is mm -hmm. what, you know, I'm on a constant learning curve about. So, you know, how do we basically not so much always replace human effort, but how do we kind of integrate, you know, we'll call it computer intelligence you know, whether it's AI or bots or whatever, Mm -hmm. uh, everything from the chat on a website that's more intelligent and kind of walk someone down further or setting up sequences of touches or, you know, mm -hmm. merging databases to drive this kind of activity. So I think that that's really where we're focused. And actually, it's really helping our customers is is the newer generation of technology. And, you know, inside that's Google Analytics 4 and there's a bunch of stuff that's coming out. But I think that's the learning curve we're continually on right now. That's amazing. You know, just with technology changing every day, it just, I think it really requires a lot of flexibility for any agency owner just to go to move with the waters, I would say. <laughs> you know, I've really enjoyed this conversation. It's been very in insightful for me. What would you tell your day one, the day one you who just started your agency or the day one you who just started coaching services, what would you tell that person? Um, I would, I would tell that person, it's a good question. Okay. 
I would tell that person that you need to find people that are successful doing what you're trying to do and then copy them, whatever is relevant from their world. Like I'm a big believer that success leaves clues. And so I think a lot of young agency people that are starting out uh, have all the talent. They've got all the energy. Some of them underestimate the work, uh, the effort involved and, you know, stick to itiveness, you know, staying up late, all you know, just the basics. But I think a lot of them, and I was probably the same way too. I, I, I maybe wasn't as open to, you know, uh, mentorship or, or, or getting a third party perspective, maybe that understands financials, maybe it's nothing to do with marketing, but how to do your books or, uh, you know, how to sell. I mean, <laughs> believe it or not, uh, it could be argued that most marketing people may not be great salespeople. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Like some people, like if you ask what's the difference between marketing and sales, most have a hard time defining it the mm. way I define it. Justine, should I tell you my definition? Yes. Destine. <laughs> Justine, Justine, right? Destine with a D. Destine. Sorry, I wrote it down at the beginning. See, I wrote it down wrong. So now you know I'm not perfect. See, this is the thing. You've got to write names down. So here's <laughs> the difference between uh, marketing and sales, okay? Marketing mm-hmm. is letting people know what you've got. Sales is getting rid of what you've got. Mm. Okay? That's my definition, Destine. So, um, that's huge. But, but that's, uh, I think, the selling skills are sometimes underestimated and people get hopped up on, Hey, I can do this or we can do that. Or this is a creative idea. But I think understanding how to sell your ideas, uh, is a, is a skill. Um, and in fact, the local college we work with here in Canada, um, they actually go through my, my business to business selling to win program as part mm-hmm. of their process, because when they get out, they need to sell themselves and, or they got to sell whatever they're doing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a great, such a great point. You know, I think letting people know what you do or what, what's out there comes with a lot of storytelling and, you know, it's personalized, it's their brand. And I think that's huge. Getting rid of it is the selling part. That is a huge skill, you know, to learn. Would you say that that's something that took you a couple years to, to get the hang of during your journey? Well, uh, or not less. really because I started as a salesperson, right? So I'm, oh, I'm entering marketing as a sales mindset. So yeah. that's where I think, I think, and I, I don't want to turn off your audience saying, Hey, you don't know how to sell. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that I think the ability to have a sales skill set with a marketing skill set uh, is really the ultimate combination mm-hmm. because a lot of marketers, I think, have a hard time and they frustrate themselves trying to uh, sell a campaign or sell a program. Or um, And there's a methodology to sales the same way there's a methodology to marketing. And I think not understanding both sides, unfortunately, I don't think you can really drive the end goal for your customer, which is yeah. to sell something, not, not necessarily to market something, right? Yeah. So people buy That's- what marketing does. Not marketing. The results, not not the marketing is. That's what I believe anyway. Yeah. Thanks for repeating that one. Yeah. This has been a really great conversation. It's been insightful. 
Do you have, uh, just to transition to our ending questions, do you have any advice or any further advice for agency owners listening to this or your peers listening to this? I think um, just like congratulations on what you're doing. I think (laughs) the digital marketing field is really still in its infancy. Uh, There's lots of room for lots of players. Um, If I was to suggest something, you know, people may want to follow me on LinkedIn, maybe to see how to do it or not to do it, whatever. Um, But I go back to being a student of the game. You always have to be a student of the game. And the moment you think you've got it figured out, I think that's probably the start of your demise. Because really, you know, I believe it's, it's what you learn about marketing after you know it all that really counts. So yeah, I think, you know, follow me on LinkedIn. You can see, you know, what blunders I may make, like, you know, butchering your name today, Destine. Um, <laughs> or maybe, hey, the guy's got a couple things here. But, um, you know, I just think congratulations to your audience. I think this is an exploding field. We're still in infancy. Um, I don't think a lot of people really understand it yet. And uh, if you do understand it, uh, I think there's a lot of potential. Hmm. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed this conversation and I'm, I'm certain the listeners will as well. You actually answered my second question is how can people get in contact with you? So if, do you have anything else you want to let people know about how to get in contact with you other than LinkedIn? No, just LinkedIn is kind of where I hang out. I, I'm not active on the other platforms as, as I kind of indicated earlier. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I run a podcast uh, weekly called The Marketing Show, which is on YouTube, The Marketing Show on YouTube. Mm. So, uh, Dustin, we'll see you there. And, you know, if there's an agency uh, owner or an agency leader or creative person that would like to potentially be a guest sometime, like we're not, you know, we're, we're, we're open and maybe there's a message that would help our audience. So our audience again is B2B people, but LinkedIn and my marketing show course our website sell to win.com and then into communications with the number two just to mess people up (laughs) yeah that's so funny all righty thank you so much for your time i really enjoyed this and have a good one thank you (laughs) dustine